You're listening to the Million Praying Moms podcast, where we believe every mom is uniquely designed by God, but also a part of something much bigger than she could ever be alone. We're authors and moms, Erin Mooring and Brooke McLaughlin, and we're here to help you make prayer your first and best response to the challenges of parenting. Tune in each week to real life conversations with the experts about real issues Christian parents face today. If you're ready to learn practical ways to focus on Christ as you seek wisdom and hope for the difficult job of raising children in today's world, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey there, friends. My name is Brooke McLaughlin, and I'm your co-host for the Million Praying Moms podcast. You're listening to a brand new bonus series where I'm interviewing all of the amazing women who contributed to my newest book, releasing August 3rd, Praying Mom, Making Prayer the First and Best Response to Motherhood. I have the words, God, I need you to do something in my children. Ever found their way into your desperate prayers? Do you feel helpless to know how to equip your children for this world and everything it's going to throw at them? Have you ever prayed, God, I can't be the mom they need. I need you to help me. If so, you're not alone. The good news is that there is a way to stay connected with the one who has all the answers so you can be the mom you need to be. When my children were little, I was faced with the undeniable fact that my best efforts fell woefully short of my goal to produce godly children. I knew if God didn't show up, nothing would change in my home. So I began to pray scripture for my children, and both my life and my children's lives were transformed. Yours can be too. Over the years, I've learned that while prayer is the most important part of Christian parenting, many moms feel stifled in their prayers and so continue to feel helpless and hopeless. Do you feel like you don't know what or how to pray? Like you don't know if your prayers really matter? Like you can't pray until you get your life together, or maybe you just feel like you're too busy to pray. Praying Mom will have you making prayer your first and best response to every aspect of family life and thriving as a mom full of hope in the God who can, even if you can't. Praying Mom will have you making prayer your first and best response to every aspect of family life and thriving as a mom full of hope in the God who can, even if you can't. You can order it now anywhere books are sold. And when you do, you'll get access to some pretty amazing bonuses like audio prayers. That's me praying over your family. And you'll also get access to my prayer huddle, where I'm equipping you to program prayer into your daily life. If live teaching with me is your prayer coach, live prayer, a free digital prayer journal, and prayer check-ins sounds good to you, order your copy of Praying Mom today. Just visit brookmclaughlin.net forward slash praying-mom to get started. Today, I have someone with me whose parenting style I deeply admire, and I'm so grateful for the vulnerability she shared over the years, both in her own book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, Raising Teens with Confidence and Joy, and as she shared her own struggle with prayer inside of Praying Mom. Her name is Connie Albers, and you're going to want to purchase the book to see how she overcame. Connie, thank you for being here today. Tell everyone a little bit about you and your family. Oh, Brooke, thank you for that sweet introduction. Uh, Yes, I am a mother of five kids. We had five and seven years. They grew up. You know, that does happen. It does. (laughs) Uh, They grew up and three got married. Uh, We currently have five of our, I call them eight now, because once they get married, they're like part of us. 
They're not like, oh, you're and so and so. No, so there's eight now, and five of them live within three minutes of our house, and the other two live just a few minutes away, maybe 15 minutes away, but close to each other. So they're just a couple minutes away. There's never a day that I am not receiving multiple texts or somebody's dropping in for some reason. It's an amazing journey. It's one that went by extremely quick, and it's one that you know my oldest is 34 and recently, as in like three months, Brooke, we became empty nesters, which has now ushered in a whole new, like, what does this look like? (laughs) Um, So I love it. I'm honored that I was allowed to be part of this book that you have written and just talk about prayer, because I tell you what, that has been the whole exercise of parenting is our ability to pray, pray for ourselves, pray for our kids, pray for the the future and pray for Mm -hmm. the disappointments that come along the way. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, Connie, as you know, I'm asking each of the contributors to Praying Mom to answer the same two questions during this bonus series. And it's actually been really interesting because so far the answers have been really diverse, even though the questions are exactly the same. So I cannot wait to hear what you have to share. So let's get started with question number one, which is, why does prayer matter to you? Without prayer you can often feel like you're doing this all on your own. Like Mm -hmm. I've accomplished this, Mm -hmm. my ingenuity, my strategy, my brilliance, my, you know, fortitude, discipline, perseverance, that it was me that did it. Mm -hmm. And when you humble yourself, when you pull it all back and you say, no, I'm going to take this before the Lord, which is what God commands, Brooke. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, this God says with everything, prayer and supplication, but oftentimes we kind of leave that part out. We only pray about the hard stuff. We only pray about our needs, our wants, our desires, our help me, help me. And we forget, no, it's, it's all things. It's, the little things, it's the mundane things. And and when I think about the importance of prayer and how God has faithfully carried through, whether I'm in a season of trial or waiting or expectation, or whether I am in a, a season of productivity, you know, things are just cranking and going smooth and you want God to keep blessing. So I find that, Brooke, we're always in a season of either climbing up to the peak mountain and we're looking out and we're thinking, man, this is great. And then a strong wind blows and we're sliding all the way back down and we're back in the valley again. And we're trudging through and we're like, God, get me out of here. So Mm -hmm. it's this constant season of climbing in or sliding down. But prayer is what sustains us. It is what gives us hope. It is the source of our power. It is where we are able to lean in and listen to the whisper of the Lord, which causes us to make sound and wise decisions, which, Mm. you know, I believe Proverbs 31 is especially a verse 16, which talks about a wise woman considers. I believe, Brooke, that that is all about a woman seeking the direction of the Lord. Yeah, that is so good. Those are great examples. And it strikes me, as you say, that if we're not praying, specifically in motherhood, but really beyond motherhood, if we are not praying, then it, it puts us in this dangerous spot where we think that everything depends on us. And that's that's okay as long as things are going well, right? But there are these times when things are not going well. And if we don't communicate with the Father when things are going well, then we're not going to know what to do when things don't go well. Um, so I That's love exactly right. Yeah. I love that idea of it's this constant movement of climbing up or sliding down because it really does 
feel that way sometimes. Um, the uh, Stacey Thacker is another contributor to this book. And she and I wrote a book together years ago called Hope for the Weary Mom. And we talk often about how weariness is cyclical. Um, it, it comes and goes. Sometimes you feel like you're on top of things and then wham, you get slammed with the weariness over again. And, and so you have to know where to go to get your hope. You have to know where to go to find the strength that you need when it's time to climb back up. And I, I love that. That's so good. Okay. So now it's story time. I would love it if you would share a time that God transformed you or your family through prayer. I write about this in Parenting Beyond the Rules. I, I, I kind of went back and forth between, should I talk about this recent year-long, years-long trial that I have been in where it's been trying to survive? You know, God, don't let me be overcome by the storm. Don't let the water come over the bow so much that the ship sinks. I was wondering, I was thinking about that, but then I had to go back to the season when my son was 15 and I write about it in the book and, you know, things were humming along pretty well as a mom. And I know this is million praying moms as a mom, we are praying for a lot of things. And when we are in good seasons, sometimes we can think, oh man, this is great. Things are humming along and that's what we desire. But what, what, what happens when they don't? What happens when we have had this false sense of we're doing it all right? And God's going to continually bless. And my kids are going to continually be, you know, do what we ask with a happy heart. And they're going to want to obey. And they're going to want, they're going to want to do all these things and serve the Lord. But then when they don't, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And there was this season, Brooke, where I, I just distinctly remember um, my son was getting older. Obviously, the older that your children get, as you know, you have to start giving them more freedom. And as we give them more freedom, there's more responsibility. And there's, that means there's more opportunity to face plant, pitfall, get it wrong, mm-hmm. get into trouble. And that can be hard. And I remember, Brooke, my son was struggling, very much struggling, not against his relationship with his dad and I, but against the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wanted to run from the Lord because mm-hmm. he just didn't like all these rules. He didn't like like all this stuff. He had all the head knowledge, but it had not made its way to his heart. And I just kept watching him struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle. And one day uh, I had been praying. I had been asking the Lord to please change his heart. Please get a hold of his heart and, and do what you need to do, Lord. And um, my husband looked at me, Brooke, and I was distraught as we mothers often get because we want to fix it. We just, mm-hmm. hey, three simple steps and we're all going to be fine. Right. Those three simple steps don't work. No, simply. they don't. You know, they work, but they don't work simply. Yes. And they don't always work in our time frame. But this wasn't working. He wasn't like coming around. And my husband looked at me and he goes, Connie, you've got to get out of the way. And he said, you have got to move yourself over so he can interface with a holy God. Mm. I broke out into tears, Brooke, and I started praying, which is what we always do. And I looked at him, I said, you're asking me to allow him to kind of like go face to face with a holy God. And he goes, yes, I am. And I said, no, no, sorry. I am not doing that. You don't know what you're asking. That's my sweet little boy. Right. And you're asking me, to allow the Lord to kind of like do what needs to be done to turn his heart toward himself without mama like interceding. Right. He goes, I am. And I burst into tears, Brooke. I went to bed that night and just saturated my pillowcase and said, no, I cannot do that. And I was crying. And I, I remember it was in May. 
I remember this day clearly. I'm I'm crying, and I, of course, I don't take my mascara off, so my pillowcase is covered in black. And and I finally just said, Lord, He's yours. I, I had this all wrong. He's not mine. He's yours, and His walk with you is His, not mine. Mm-hmm. So God, I get me out of the way. And can I ask you something, Lord? <laughs> Would you just like, would you just like bring him back? But would you not like let anything really bad happen to him that he can't recover from? Yeah. And I said, I know that's kind of selfish, but would you mind doing that? Literally, this is my conversation with the Lord. No guarantees. But I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and nothing changed, Brooke. I just fervently kept praying, God, protect him, protect him. Keep me out of the way. Let him see you. Let him not like deal with just your wrath and anger, but let him just see you. The goodness, like all this that we have been pouring into him. Let him see it and experience it in his heart. And it was in July that it was a 1 a.m. morning. It was a one in the morning, which we all hate those one in the morning phone calls. Mm-hmm. But it was a one in the morning phone call to his dad with a with a an older teen, broken, crying, asking him if he would meet him at this particular restaurant that made great pancakes at one in the morning. So he slodges out of bed. He says, sure. And sure enough, God had completely convicted him and drew him to himself. And he needed his dad. Hmm. Brooke, that, that interim time where I was willing to just let go and pray and say, do what you need to do. He's not mine. He's yours. And you've only entrusted me to be his mom, to teach and training the way he should go. The outcome is up to you. I just want to be faithful to love him unconditionally. That was a defining moment. It's one that I've never forgotten. And as I was raising the rest of the kids, it has always been that marker for me that God's timing and my responsibility is to just continually pray for the Lord to work in the heart of our kids, all of our kids, Mm -hmm. no matter where they are. Our job is to love them and keep that relationship. Does that make sense, Brooke? Oh, man, I cannot even tell you, Connie, as a mom of a, uh, you and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. I have, um, I have a son who is just days away from 16. So I always say he's already 16 because he's just basically there, right? And he's getting ready. He's got his learner's permit. He's, you know, wanting more and more independence. I mean, you are speaking the language of my heart right now. Absolutely. And I think with with those uh, more responsibility and, and bigger risk also comes bigger questions. And why, you know, when they were little, they just accepted what we said about God to be true. And their, their little faith seemed so big because they just accepted it so beautifully. And, and God does tell us that it's simple enough that a child can understand it. But as we go through life, the questions get bigger and harder to answer. And that's one of, one of my very favorite things about being a praying mom is that, gosh, I can't tell you how many times I don't have the answer. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, but I am connected intimately to the God that has the answer. And he says, I can talk to him and I can look to him and he will give me the wisdom that I need. And and man, that's so reassuring. It's so reassuring to know that that the entire outcome of my child's life is not up to me. 
it's really a partnership between me and the Lord with the Lord having the most important part. He's the one that turns the hearts of stone to hearts of flesh. And we get to partner with him in praying for that to happen for our kids. Man, your story, that just lit me up. And it really encouraged me in the own, my own messy, hard places that I have with my teenage boys. I have another one right behind him who's getting ready to turn 14. And, um, you know, that's just exactly what my mama heart needed to hear today. And I hope that it will really bless those that are listening as well. Connie, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your heart with us today. Thank you for being here. I would love to end today's episode by having you share one verse that you're praying for your family. It could either be one that you're praying right now, or maybe even one that you prayed for your son and your other children as they went through the seasons that you just described to us. It's kind of an unusual one, but it's Philippians 4, 8. It's one that we use throughout like our lives. But for me, particular right now in my season, now that my children are all out of the house, people think, oh gosh, yay, they move out. They're on their own. Well, that brings in a whole host of, of different concerns and different conversations. But one of the things that has helped me as my kids are out on their own, making decisions, interfacing with others. And that was finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Now, I know, Brooke, that this is talking in, in, I'm not taking it out of context, but when I think about our children, I think about so often we can be critical uh, and we can see, especially when they're your kids' ages, you can see everything they're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes it's kind of hard to see what they're doing right. But this verse in Philippians 4, 8 just reminded me that God is telling us, look for these things. And when you see these things, be quick to point it out. Mm, and so I good. am telling you right now, I am constantly looking for whatever crumb, whatever little thing. It could be just a kind word or a nice gesture toward a sibling of, of an intentional purpose that they have done toward one another that I, I rush to and say, you know, and then I'll find that praise and I will praise them, not for not for superficial things, but for real, meaningful, true, right, honorable things, or even the fact that they're searching the Lord and they're wrestling with a certain passage of scripture. Brooke, I find that to be applicable in so many ways. I pray this constantly for each kid with a specific thing in mind. I love that so much. That's such a great verse. And It's one that I've prayed over my kids many times as well, just as they're even making choices about what to put in their minds and and what to watch and what to listen to. We're going to make that available to you guys that are listening today to download for free. I'm going to take it and I'll make it into a prayer and you can just pray that right over your kids. It'll be available in our show notes. Connie, thank you so much again for being here. Before we sign off, tell everyone how they can follow you online. Where can they find you? Well, you can find me at Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram at Connie Albers. Uh, Facebook, I'm on ConnieAlbers.author. And just my personal page is Connie Albers. Instagram is Connie Albers. And then go to my website, ConnieAlbers.com. I also have my podcast, Equipped to Be. God has equipped us to be a doer of God's word. And I share weekly uh, different points that God has laid on our hearts. So I'd love to have you all join me there. And Brooke, thank you for having me. Thank you for making me a part of this. You are such a generous woman. You live from a place of generosity and abundance and not from a place of scarcity. And I have so much respect for that. Thank you so much, Connie. 
That's it for today, friends. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast. Before you go, make sure you've grabbed your copy of Brooke's newest book, Praying Mom, making prayer the first and best response to the challenges of motherhood. If you feel helpless to know how to equip your children for this world and all it will throw at them, and need help creating a game plan that will never fail you, this book is for you. Inside, you'll find biblical, heart-level solutions to the challenges that are keeping you from being an effective praying mom. You can find links to purchase Praying Mom anywhere books are sold in our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. You can also connect with our community of praying moms by hanging out with us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or by visiting us at millionprayingmoms.com. And don't forget, with each new episode, we offer five free scripture-based prayers based on that show's topic. Simply visit millionprayingmoms.com and sign up to get yours sent to your inbox right away. Till next time. These EPs found their way into the hands of Chris Tomlin. And so we got this email out of the blue. Well, he was inviting us to go on this major arena tour of the United States. And at that time, we were like, well, we're not even really a band. Do we tell him we're not a band? Chris Llewellyn from REM Collective shares some of his life story on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us to hear conversations and devotionals from the artists of the church. Find The Walk on lifeaudio.com, worshipleader.com, or your favorite podcast platform.